0: passionate dj podcast where it's all about becoming a better dj through passion and purpose and now your host david michael
1: hello everyone welcome to the passionate dj podcast i'm your host david michael and i'm sitting here with tony and trip how are you guys doing today Good, good. How are you? Pretty good. I, I'm doing great. I'm feeling fat and sassy after those delicious tacos you just made <laughs> for us.
0: Hey, man. Fat boys know how to cook, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Ready for a
1: nap. <laughs> but instead, we're going to talk about uh, some technology in the DJ space and uh, you know, sort of what the role of the DJ has been and where it's going and, and some speculation about that. Serato recently announced their release of Pyro, which is a new mobile music playing app based around seamless transitions and music discovery. Now, upon opening the free app, you're given the option of adding songs, artists, and playlists, either from your local library or from Spotify, and it allows you to mix between both sources. The app does its best to beat, match, and transition between the tracks that you've chosen, assuming that they're similar enough in tempo. And in the interest of discovery, it will also suggest music, which matches the playlist and allow you to add it to the queue, which they call building a fire. And if you walk away, the app will make sure that the party doesn't stop and it'll continue playing music based on its own suggestions. Now, Serato's purpose with this app is to keep the party going and avoid awkward things like silence between tracks and attempting to maintain energy, sort of a light version of what we all do as DJs. Uh, That being said, the company claims that the app is not aimed at DJs. It's Serato's foray into the consumer market, and they're using their established history as a DJ tech company as a knowledge base for developing the software. So perhaps predictably, there's now an apparent divide in the DJ community amongst those who think that this type of technology is an indication of the end times and those who think that it's a natural progression of technology. So over the weekend, I spent a little bit of time with this app, and and I think you guys have messed around with it a little bit. I'd like to kind of just address the app first itself and see you know what you guys think about its functionality and and. You know, does it actually do what it claims to do? Uh, how good is it? What are the caveats and that sort of thing? And then from there, we can move into you know, what are the implications of this kind of technology? Um, because you know, the sky is falling is all you see on you know comments sections of blogs and stuff that are announcing this type of technology. Sure. So you know, at what point do we reach you know singularity? Are we moving towards a future in which the physical DJ is no longer needed? And would this be a good or bad thing? You know, where where is this all taking us? So as for Pyro itself, what do you guys think of the app?
2: I like it. Um, I like being able to move my tracks around like on the fly. The only thing that I really the Spotify and I'll correct you a little bit the the Spotify Premium. You have to have Spotify Premium, not just Spotify, which I don't have Premium. I'm not really. I want to listen to songs. I'll you know. I Either go to YouTube or somewhere, but I don't. I don't yeah, that's fair to mention. Account. I do have a
1: Spotify premium account
2: already, so it was easy for me to to try that feature out. Yeah, the, the basic functionality of it though, I I really like. You know, like I said, I like being able to take my tracks. Um, if I have one that's coming on next, that I can move on the fly. You know, swipe to the left and bring it to the top. I I really enjoy that. That's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, the user interface was really it, it. It does a good job of getting out of its own way. I think.
2: Yeah, it's super simple. It's
0: pretty clean. Um the only thing that I I would say just first impressions of looking at it unless I'm doing something wrong, um it attempts to show some of the album art up in the top part of the of the screen, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find a spot where you could like just you know, walk away, leave it alone and then just the uh album art would show or or transition oh, right. between each track like all i ever get to see is your actual playlist and so that's fine if somebody wants to come up and start swiping stuff and move things around but if you just want to set it and forget it you know yeah. it be nice to just have the album art you know switch between you know in in the full screen mode but uh other than that i'm I'm with tony uh, it, it's it's clean it's easy it's intuitive uh so as far as a player it's pretty good. I also don't have Spotify Premium, so I had to have my wife load up a few tracks of mine onto her iPad so that I could try <laughs> this out because I'm not an Apple guy. But um, you know, I'll be excited to see this as a as an Android. Is it actually app. coming
1: out as an Android app? Because I've heard I've heard both answers to that. I've heard that yeah, it is and it isn't. And I'm,
0: I'm not sure. I think they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. Um, you know, just I heard because, that there were some
1: problems with the way that Android handles audio, but I don't know if mm. that's true.
0: Well, I mean, that's always kind of been an issue with Serato that they really cater to the Mac platform. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, everything from uh, waveform smoothing in Serato DJ is crystal clear on a on a Mac. But when you get over to Windows, then you know they there's always like a little bit of like a jitter or like a lag. and yeah. oh, like, yeah, and, okay. and you know, I'm not up on a stage to watch waveforms. (laughs) So I don't really, you know, I, I, but other than that, I really like their software. Um, And it's always, you know, something along the lines of, you know, well, there's so many windows drivers or there's this, or there's a, or you know, there's something in the porting from one platform to the other and whatever. So uh, um, there, it, it very well could be an issue, you know, with, Porting over to Android, but if they don't do it, they're missing out on a lot yeah. of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, what has your experience been so far with uh, as far as the actual handling of you know, transitioning from one track to another?
2: Um, me. I mean, if it's like you said, if it's within the same genre, it's been good. The only thing that um, even now today, a lot of people don't like to listen to full songs yeah and that's when it goes to transition to another song, it's at the end of the song. um it seems it seems pretty i guess quote unquote seamless. um but you know i I did it with one of my techno playlists it's it it was on point. Um, sounded like they used keylock a little bit. Mm-hmm. um but then i I uh, purposely put up a synthwave song, you know, a yeah. st- a St. Lucia song after a techno song didn't like that too well. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously it wasn't going to match a 128 and a 100 bpm song, so it kind of did a, a small oh. fade, but it came in right away with lyrics, you know. So it just it wasn't the best, but for what it is.
1: So I noticed it like if if there's a vast bpm difference, it'll kind of do almost like an echo out transition where it just kinda
2: I didn't I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, at least that's that's been my experience so far. Like if I have something that's like, you know, forty BPM difference, it'll just kinda fade out and just slam the new track in.
0: Yeah, I, I I specifically did that when I when I loaded up, you know, the tracks for for my testing, I loaded up like Four or five techno uh, techno and tech house tracks, and then four or five drum and bass tracks, and then I intentionally put one <laughs> after the other just to see what would happen yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean you know for what we're asking automated software to do that that's pretty good yeah um, as far as seamless beat matching for sure, when it's beat matching and genres in the, in the same tempo, but uh you know there's still that obvious. The next song is coming in. There's, yeah. you know, it, so I, I don't know if it's an EQ thing or if it's just—I'm I, I, not totally sure—but it's—it's not. Well,
1: it seems to do in my experience. I, I kind of watched it for a while and I started counting. And, and uh, Pyro kind of gives you an indication of when it's transitioning. You know, it start it does starts a little animation in the top of the screen and uh-huh. stuff. And I started counting, and I was getting pretty consistent sixteen bar transitions. Gotcha. So, I, I don't know if that change is based on, you know, if you're playing at, you know, 180 BPM versus 96 or something. But sure, sure. Did you um, go,
2: um, did you try anything like a 125 four on the floor with a 125 break?
1: I did. Um, I actually had really good luck going between four on the floor and break beat. Oh, wow. Uh, I, was, okay. I was actually pretty impressed with that. And I, I was really trying to throw it for a loop. I put on um, my UK Garage. Playlist. And I'm like, this has got like really chopped up, syncopated beats, and mm. you know, break beats and stuff. It's really shuffled. Like, let's see if like I can some throw it off. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it never did. Mm. It. I mean, as far as the actual beat matching went, it it stayed right on point. I was actually pretty impressed because Tractor doesn't always get that right. Right. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I thought as far as the actual transitions, I thought it was pretty. Or the the beat matching, I thought it was pretty impressive. I don't know if it's doing any EQ or anything. Right. I I couldn't really tell, but um, I agree with Tony. There, it does seem to be a key lock uh, situation because I, I, what I was trying to do is see, okay, how far of a stretch of BPM will it try to match? And it seems like it, it can do 8 or 10 BPM difference. Mm, gotcha. Um, so I, you know, I would put on 120 and then 130-ish song, and then I timed it to see. Um, and I'm actually going to put a post together for this. But um, I, st- I got a BPM counter app on my phone oh, cool, and it, it would listen to the songs and it would detect the BPM. So I turned that on while it was transitioning to see how long it would take to get from, you know, the start BPM to the end BPM and how much it, you know, changes based on how different the BPM is. And it makes a little graph. So I'm going to put a, a pretty neat little nerdy post together about that, which will <laughs> probably <laughs> nice. come out uh, a little bit after this episode comes out. Cause it's going to take some while to put together, but, um, Yeah, it seems like it gradually, over the course of the track, kind of brings you up to speed or down to speed, depending on where you're going, and it's never really jarring as far as tempo goes.
0: Yeah, so far, I mean, that was my experience with it, too. Um,
1: I noticed it tends to skip beatless intros and stuff sometimes. I don't know. Mm. It skips the whole intro, period? Sometimes, like if there's if there's just like you know no beat at the beginning or or you know whatever, just Mm. some strings or something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it would skip it, and then sometimes it would just kind of fly right into it. And I don't know how they determine Mm. whether or not to do that, but I had mixed results on that.
2: I I I, I like the minimal look of it too. There's not a time where you have to go into here to find this, to find this, and to find that. Like it's it's pretty simple and to the point. I, I really dig it. Yeah, I think from a
1: from a user experience, a user interface perspective, they really did a pretty good job. And of course, I, I guess the where this comes in to kind of tie it in with you know where's this technology going? You know, Serato says this isn't a DJ app, and I completely agree. This is oh, a music yeah. player. You right, know, right, right. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're kind of seeing all these pieces of tech come into place. It started with things like sync and that sort of stuff, you know, that we're very familiar with at this point. Sure. Um, but I mean, we've got, you know, uh, facial recognition technology, which can tell you, you know, the Xbox connect can tell you 40 people in the room, what their heart rate is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it's crazy. You've got, uh, you know, uh, What's it called? That uh, what Pandora does with the
0: uh, the music genome? Project. Yeah, the music
1: genome project. Right. To, you know, which is not perfect, but I mean, you see all these pieces going into place to where um, technology is slowly learning how to uh, predict what people want to hear or, or that sort of thing, and so. Of it it catches the attention of DJs because it's like, well, is is this gonna eventually put us out of business? Never,
2: right. It's still, regardless, if it thinks you know what you want to hear, it doesn't. It won't detect the way that I'm feeling at that point in time. Yeah. It just it just won't. You can't replace the human element.
1: Yeah, and, and well, no matter how good the technology gets, I think there's something to be said for being surprised. You know what I mean? And if the technology can predict exactly what the perfect song is that you want to hear right this second, that's all fine and good. But what about those moments where you go, Oh shit, what was that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something that that the human element
2: provides. Absolutely. That's that to me, I, I kinda compare it to Google. You know, I search on Google, Google shows me what it thinks I want to search for. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it it displays all this stuff. I don't want that. I want to see stuff that I don't even know is out there. Yeah, you know. So that's kind of where I.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like it. I kind of wonder if maybe this kind of technology overall is a good thing for us because I tend to think that it will kind of push back towards the idea of the DJ being more of a tastemaker and and helping you discover. Music that you like, and right. which is kind of where it came from, and and I think that we've kind of lost sight of that over time. I mean, if y- yes, apps like Serato, Pyro might replace the job of the top forty jock at the college bar who is has a playlist provided for him already. Took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. Like if
0: I mean if, if you don't mind going yeah, down that I rabbit hole. You know, as a devil's advocate kind of argument, like because there are people out there that are saying the sky is falling, the world is on fire. and uh, You know, but I can see this app being a replacement for a DJ for people who don't value what we do. Mm. And I say that because I've, I've been, you know, the top 40 club DJ, I've been, you know, the, the drum and bass, EDM, tech house, drance, you know, I've, I've, I've done all of that stuff too, you know, being on the stage at, at, at raves and clubs. And then I've also been a wedding DJ. And, I, and I've, a, I've done, you know, things like kids' birthday parties and, you know, uh, fundraisers at VA halls and stuff like, you know. So I've, I've kind of ran the gamut as far as my DJ career and never fails. You know, there's always somebody that you come across and they say, hey, you know, I got this thing. <laughs> Since I know you, you're my friend, you're my buddy, you're my pal. Eh, You know, could you drag all of your equipment out, set up all the speakers, you know, and (laughs) then sit there for four hours and take a bunch of requests and, you know, do this, 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 and this. And then at the end of the day, tear it all down and I'll give you like 50 bucks. Right.
2: And some spiked punch. How about I bring pyro? (laughs) Right.
0: So that's kind of where I'm going with that. Like, you know, um there will be those people where, you know, well, why would I spend 50 bucks on Trip, David or Tony or anybody when I can have my, my event DJ'd and it'll play requests too. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, because that's, that's a big stigma for, for DJs too, you know, that a lot of people still don't understand. (laughs) You know, they still don't get it that, you know, hey, no requests, you know, that's, We are here to do the job, not you. Right. So, I I can almost see where that might, if it if it catches on, you know, like a Spotify or like a Pandora, where people realize what they can actually do with this, then maybe there might be some people who lose out on on those types of
1: gigs. Do you think it'll like push it push us towards like a place where it's like it's taboo to make requests from the DJ because like that's what the DJ's job is and You know, normally at a some other bar, you would just have the app or whatever technology
2: do it, right? Wouldn't I I feel like (laughs) wouldn't that be an ideal? The whole no No request request. thing comes from more of the electronic side of things, as opposed Mm. to the top forty. Yeah, right. Right. You know, because we're there to play music. Well, back in the day, we were there to play music, and I wanted to hear music that I had never heard before. And that that was the thing, you know. I'm trying to find tracks that nobody's ever heard or yep. nobody's ever played. But in that environment, it's hey, can you play the song that I heard on the radio ten times yeah. this week? Right, you know, right. so that I can see. And I know, like right now, when I go out, if I go to see
1: one of you guys play or or any artist that I'm interested in, I'm not even necessarily there to discover new music, but rather. Like, I want to see what you guys do with it. The approach. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. where's your head at? And what are you doing? And what are you bringing to the table? How are you using these pieces of music to make it your own? You know, I find that interesting. Right. Which is something that I, I'm sure eventually technology is going to try to emulate as well. But at the same time, it's like, who's, who's going to gather to go listen to DJ Serato Pyro? Right. You know what I mean? Which I, I guess is another point. I mean you know, at what point is the is it fair to consider the DJ sort of an, an icon or an avatar or you know, a symbol of what we're going to see? Because you know, I'm not gonna go to, you know, a mega club or therapy cafe around the corner or whatever to just listen to a tech house playlist but I'll go to see Tony play Tech House. You know what I mean?
0: Right, for sure. Well, and going back to the human element side of all of this, humans take risks, whereas Mm. machines calculate. So they want, you know, depending on who programmed the machine, of course, but most of the time, software, hardware, things like that are geared towards maximum efficiency. Based on some kind of an algorithm, take Mixed in Key for example, where they will analyze your entire playlist, figure out the keys for you, and then we'll even put in cue points and mark them as like different energy levels. I was
1: gonna say, I think they're marking energy too now, right? Yeah.
0: So you can just have Mixed in Key do all of that for you and voila, you're done. You know, you've got all of your cue points, everything is already set up for you. But if you put all of that into some kind of an automated software program where it says, okay, for maximum efficiency in a club environment, I'm going to start low, end high, and I need to gradually... Go from point A to point B, what it's going to do is it's going to read all of those energy levels and it's going to say, okay, through this playlist, here are my energy levels, and I'm going to, you know, basically just walk up the stairs at an even pace until I get to where I need to be. And that's, you know, what it's supposed to do. Whereas we humans, we take risks. Even your DJ that doesn't do anything like scratching Mm -hmm. or anything like that. You know, just somebody who takes 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 tracks and plays them over the course of an hour, an hour and a half, two hours in some kind of a performance environment, they are going to take some risks. They're going to drop some energy levels at, at unexpected points. They're going to throw in some random things that a machine's just not really going to know what that is. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. It's the human element. thats mm-hmm. being able to read the crowd and, and the moods and everything that's going on at that point in time as to where a computer won't.
1: So two or three years ago, there was a post that went up on DJ Tech Tools. And it was uh, something about robotic intelligence and, and outsourcing the job of the DJ to to technology. Mm. And they talked about a lot of this kind of tech that was you know, kind of on the horizon, which some of it is you know has since started to show up um you know we've got facial recognition technology we can detect moods in people uh you can read people's smartphones and see what their musical tastes are at the door when they pay you know by tapping their phone on a on a register or whatever you know there all this stuff has come into play to where theoretically at at some point in the future the the technology will be able to or at least will attempt to read the crowd does that does that make us useless does that put us out of a job if it can do that from, effectively
0: from a from a technological standpoint maybe and i and I, I and i paused a long time there because the 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 example that comes into my head is watson for mm. anybody who's not familiar with watson it's an ibm supercomputer and it it's claim to fame was that it uh played jeopardy and if i remember the story right like at first it was not doing so well like it was kind of mm. slow to go but then all of a sudden, it's like the the lights came on, and once it got a hit, and then all of a sudden, it starts rocking and just utterly destroying the game of Jeopardy. Now, <laughs> the amount of information that Watson can access, index, and store, <laughs> you know, is infinitely more uh, vast than a human brain, and so we're kind of t- not talking about apples to apples there but if we're just saying the the core job of a DJ you put a human guy here and this new you know super computer you know um this super computer DJ thing that can read minds and phones and <laughs> all of that stuff sure Apples to apples, it may do just as good, if not a better job, at the core mechanics of it all. But but
1: for will me, anybody care? That's
0: that's kind way. of my point. That's the that or that's that's the point I was getting to is that. We've already said nobody's going to show up to listen to a
2: pyro or to to listen to an iPad. That do a- computer is not me. That computer is not you. Nor is it you.
0: Right.
1: And it's it- never going to be the draw. Right. I mean, jukeboxes have been around for, what, 60, 70 years? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, for sure. I mean, this is not, I mean, you want to know how to read a crowd? Give them control. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there you go. But nobody says, hey, it's jukebox night over at Cadillac Jacks. you guys want to go?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's very true. That's very true.
1: I, just, I, I think that the further we go down this road, technology-wise, the more we can make a case for what you brought up A few episodes ago, trip which was stage presence, correct? Because the you know, Serato, Pyro, or Spotify or iTunes doesn't have stage presence and is never going to have stage presence as we know it. So, I mean, I I think you know, Tony, to your point with the human element. I mean, I I think that that camaraderie that that happens when you're interacting with other people and there's a physical person that's manipulating the music whether they're doing it with 100% accuracy and in, in whatever perfect technical skill or or not you know we're we're there to share in something human i think
0: right right yeah just because it's electronic music does not mean that it's Something synthetic or artificial like yeah. there's absolutely something organic about it that has brought everybody together and I, I mean at least that's for the electronic scene um, you know hip hop and and rap uh, obviously has their roots in in some electronic um, uh, manipulation of of old beats as well mm. and you know so the the technology is there to help augment. That that human experience, you know, to kind of move music in a in a technological way, but still, it's it's a very human thing.
1: The other thing is too. I mean, it, it's kind of funny that that people start panicking, specifically DJs start panicking and freaking out about stuff like this because
0: <laughs> we'll time out. I can <laughs> because <laughs> I remember when the pioneer. DJM 500 came out and that was, I mean, you know, brimstone was coming from the skies. Cause
1: I had a BPM (laughs) counter. Well,
0: BPM (laughs) counter and, um, the effects section. Because oh, really? you know there 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 so were this is before
1: my time. Yeah, so.
0: there were there were a couple of mixers before the 500. I think Gemini had it had a basic BPM two channel mixer before the 500 came out. But when the 500 came out, and then that became the quick industry standard, and you know you got Danny Tanaglia and you know DJ Dan and all these guys that are up there, and and Bad Boy Bill, Richard Humpty Vision, those guys are just bang in that box just <laughs> burp, burp, and everybody sees that little yellow light going and they're all like they're cheating. They're just they're just <laughs> cheating. And, and you know, so it was like, you know, nobody's actually doing anything anymore. They're just up there fist pumping. Like. know
2: <laughs> when I played when I played top forty music back in the day and I had all my twelve inches, I would sit, I would put the needle on the record, I when would the drum count, beats go like I this. would count my beats for 30 seconds I would multiply it times 2 I would put it on a little sticky and I would put it on my record to know mm-hmm. my BPMs mm-hmm. then the BPM counter came out that didn't make me a cheater by any means I just made it you know one step less that I had to go through and monotonously BPM every one of my songs yeah. you yeah. know it's yeah. not cheating it's just you know taking a little time Right. I mean, can you
1: imagine how many DJs would freak out if we took some of this tech away? (laughs) No
2: way. Yeah, I know
1: a bunch of them that would freak (laughs) out. I I would. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not because I can't mix, but because like, oh, I don't even want to do this anymore. So much work. Because I've gotten so used to being able to do so much else, you know, other things with that. It's like walking with a
2: crutch. You know, what are you going to do without that crutch? Are you going to be able to walk or no? Right.
1: Uh, kind of along the lines of you know the 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 DJ as a symbol or as a um, a reason for everyone to gather. I mean, you you can kind of see this now because you know I I could play the same exact set as Martin Garrix and I won't get the same reaction as he will. You know, so people. People are invested in the person that's there, which you could probably make good and bad arguments for. Yeah. You know, because there there are a lot of you know rave era type DJs who they'll often say, "Well, back in my day, the DJ was off in a corner or in a different room or behind a wall, and nobody cared about the DJ. They were just out there dancing and and that sort of thing." I just for one thing I don't think that
2: we're we're in the same place as that
0: oh, no, anymore. No. People
2: They're- are more focused on the brand as yeah. opposed to the DJ itself. You see Tiësto and Headlights, doesn't matter what or who Tiesto is? It's Tiesto, you know. Yeah. It's that brand, and that's what these—that's what a lot of people go towards. Well, and
1: back days. then they—they they were kind of the musical gatekeepers. You would go there and hear music you couldn't hear anywhere else. Right. And that's not the case anymore. I mean, we, I, when can't it is get, the, I can't. I, I have too much music.
0: Right. Well, and even when it is the case that somebody has music that only they have or only they have made, and they're not sharing it with somebody else, it, it's still it's still created as part of that brand. Whereas before, you know, you had people like Oliver Lieb who has, you know, a dozen different aliases and produces music under all of those aliases. Mm -hmm. You know, so you never know who he actually is or what he's actually producing or if he's going to come out with a new alias and another track somewhere else and that sort of thing. So now there's this whole branding effort behind every single person who gets on a set of decks. Me personally, that's been one of the harder things to transition into because I do remember being the DJ in a corner Mm -hmm. and you played to a room full of people and maybe 40% of that room never even knows you were there. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. all they know is that the music is going, they're dancing, everybody's having a good time. And then there's all of this focus on the brand, you know? So I, as a DJ am no longer just a curator and presenter of good music, but now I have to have a stage presence. I have to have a brand. I have to have a following of that brand. Mm-hmm. And what can that following, what can I do for others with that following?
1: Over time, I've I've kind of changed my position on, on that sort of thing because I, so even though I kind of got into this, you know, after the sort of golden era of that whole, you know, rave culture thing kind of dying down. Sure. Um, my All my influences, all my personal influences, like you guys, for example, are from that so that 's where my influence comes from and you know I, I, I used to have the the kind of outlook of that 's how it should be. nobody should give a crap about the dj they should be there for the music and the You know that autonomous zone that's created on that dance floor when everybody's got that synergy, and and it shouldn't be about the DJ. I I don't throw that away entirely, but at the same time, there's something to be said about people getting excited for that that icon. Because I mean, how is this for one thing? How is this even sustainable without that? Because, like, like we said right now, that you know, we you can give the entire control of the music to. The crowd, like I, I went to last weekend. I went to a local sports bar, and they have one of those touch uh, tunes, touch tunes, yeah. things, right?
0: <laughs> Which so, always turns into a nightmare, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: So you know, basically, for those who don't know, and I, I don't know if this is universal. If this is just something we have in the states, but um, basically, it's like a, a an electronic jukebox. But there's an app for it, and you can, you know, anybody who's in the room can can add their, you know. $0.99 cents to play the next song. Or
0: or $5 to
2: make your song the next song that gets right. played.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: I'm in the States and didn't even know about this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, frequent sports bars. So. Yeah.
1: Which is, you know, it's it's kind of cool. It's, a, it's an yeah. interesting, you know, evolution of the jukebox, but you know, it's like I said earlier. No, nobody's going to be like, "You guys want to go to see DJ Touch Tunes?" You know, <laughs> "You want to go see what people at at Carmelo's Pizzeria want to hear tonight?" Right? Like, that's right. just not. That's not what gets us excited about this. Exactly. And that that camaraderie, I don't think will ever be replaceable without a human behind or a human on a stage somewhere but to interact it, with
0: in that way. I I don't disagree with that at all. And I and I hate to be that guy. Once again, getting into the devil's advocate and kind of taking the side a little bit of the people who are saying the sky is falling. Go ahead. I love playing devil's advocate. (laughs) So we already have enough people exploiting the technology that we already have to do nothing except Mm. for be on that stage and be the avatar or icon or whatever. There are some people who do far less on a stage in front of five, 10, 15,000 people, some even more than that than we do. Mm -hmm. But we don't have those followings based on the amount of work. And I don't want to say that we put more passion into what we do than they do because I don't know those people. And you know, for all I know, they're, they're extremely passionate about what they do and, don't do. Um, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> but you're saying we already have enough of that technology to ruin it.
0: Right. So if let's say for the sake of argument that pyro is just the basis for the next level thing. Right. Mm. And then, so now in the future, we have this new app that is not end user customer iPad or iPhone based it's Serato DJ with yet another plug-in for $99. And when you plug that sucker in, you can preload your entire playlist for that night. If you want to, you can change it on the fly. But you if you want to, you can set up a crate. This is what I'm going to play. Even set up cue points to say, this is where I want you to mix in, mix out, and all of that stuff. Okay, great. And then you show up, plug in your laptop and then you are the icon slash avatar that's just standing there with the your fi- with your mm. pointer fingers in the air you know what I mean in fact you could probably do that now couldn't you with with flip
1: and and all that um I think virtual Dj does that now
0: if you can do it I haven't had the desire to try to figure that well, let's, out let's
1: put it this way and I don't want to throw you under the bus but sure. at Tony, you've had a lot of experience doing like stage management and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Is this something that you run into a lot? You know, everybody likes to scream about people playing pre-recorded sets and, and not doing anything.
2: And uh, without naming names, I don't want to get you in uh-huh, trouble. Never but, would I name names. <laughs> is this something that you experience? Um, yeah, quite a bit, actually. Um I was actually it's disappointing. Uh, I was hoping you'd say no, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? I know. <laughs> and because he just said that, I want to give him a hug because I know when <laughs> I see it, that's depressing.
2: Shit. <laughs> I was, I was at a show a couple weeks ago, um, watching a couple girls. And, uh, again, I'm not going to name any names, um, watching, watching their, um, their opening. And it actually happened to be, uh, a duo that my girlfriend likes their music and um, I sent her a text. I told her, um, you know, hey, your girls are here playing, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I sat there and watched them. And man, I had, I I texted my buddy that was out on the floor. I said, you gotta come back here and see this. So he comes backstage and we're, you know, we're watching the girls, you know, quote unquote perform. And uh, they weren't doing anything. There there were two USB sticks and, and uh, two CDJs, and uh, you know they were handing the headphones back and forth to each other. The only line that was up the whole time was line two. <laughs> um, you know, the one girl would act like she's pushing the effects button on the Nexus 900, turning the knob. The knob was completely turned down. The light was not blinking, and you know when you touch that, that effects uh, the effects switch button, whatever the hell you want to call it, it blinks when it's you know when it's yep. engaged. It wasn't oh, yeah. blinking, so that's you know, how you know when people are cheating. Yeah, she she <laughs> she would you know act like she hit that button, act like she was turning knobs, but I was literally five feet over her right shoulder. They weren't doing anything, and you know they're in front of, uh, I would say a good two thousand kids that were jumping up and down and having no idea what these girls were doing you know and the best way that i could compare this whole situation is saying i go to a concert i i'm going to see van halen okay um i want to see eddie van halen shred the hell out of his guitar eddie van halen is is behind a table playing the air guitar (laughs) (laughs) but he's getting paid mass amounts of money to be the guitarist that he is you know same scenario here these I don't know what these girls got paid. I I would venture to say, you know, probably a couple thousand dollars, easy. Um, And they weren't doing anything, you know. It, it It was really upsetting because, you know, I know you guys have both played for a very, very long time. I've played for over 25 years. I have mass amounts of passion. I work my ass off and, you know, I don't get nowhere near $2,000 to play, <laughs> right. but I play, right. you know, and, and and I get it. It's, it's more about, um, you know, these these girls have songs out. They have tracks out. But again, it, it kind of falls back to they're branded. Um, you know, they have 40,000, 50,000 followers on Facebook, Instagram, social media, you know, but these kids don't, realize or understand what they're watching which it's a cdj that is playing and that's it
0: and i I think going back to your previous point about uh like eddie van halen when you go to see any kind of like a live performance people kind of knew what they were getting you know they know what they're going to go see they know that it takes a a certain skill set and they can see what that person is doing with that ability. So, you know, Eddie Van Halen's hands going crazy or, um, you know, Tommy Lee, you know, destroying a set of drums or, you know, even a vocalist who's up there, who has spent years training their, their vocal cords to, you know, present a, a, a sound that people like all of that is being done on the fly, right there in front of these people. Whereas with a DJ, because there's so much of what we do that can be automated or that where there are, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes here, uh, shortcuts that could be worked into our workflow and things like that, and it's not overtly obvious to the non-DJ what we're doing, I think that's where we kind of get into trouble because how do you educate a crowd who could be watching two identical shows at least to them, but behind the decks, you got one guy who's not doing a thing playing with knobs and buttons, but not really doing anything. And the other guy over here who's, you know, Beat matching by ear and you know blah 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 you know all of those you know cliche you know arguments. Yeah. So how do you get the general public to not only notice the difference but to care? I don't know, but I. I mean that I think, may be like totally taking this conversation to another level, but no. I mean, I
1: I think. I mean, if you think about it, like I, I think that the the problem there is people want to see, like you said, what what the dj is actually doing up there they want i think there are enough people that care about that now or else we wouldn't have people freaking out about it but i mean if you think about you know uh, pop singers they could go up there and lip sync and you know and play to years. an audio track yeah, right absolutely. And, yeah people didn't care for that when Millie Vanilli did it right. right so i mean i think that the problem is that it's so easy to do that as a dj because all you have to do is stand there and fake it and nobody has any idea you know and it's you don't have to have the initial talent of having awesome pipes or i mean the
2: way those stages are set up whatever there's no way for those kids to even see unless there's a camera pointed directly down on the decks. Yeah. But, I mean, you have your LED wall, you have the crowd that's five, seven feet below you and another 10 feet away from you. Yeah. So they don't have the same
0: vantage point that a stage manager or stage hand or or whoever would. Yeah, they
2: don't don't see. They don't know what's going on up there. I wonder how many
1: stage managers of, like, you know, people who are putting on pop artists and stuff like that if they if they have similar stories to where hey I want you to play this backing track and make sure my mic is down and and um, and that sort yeah, of thing sure a lot yeah, yeah yeah so i guess the point being there that um this has always happened and always
2: will continue to happen regardless of where the technology goes that falls back to your statement about the avatar the icon you know that's they're going to see the person that's got that logo or that brand that they know and the 100 to Hundred thousand to a million followers on any given social media—that's who they're going to see, regardless and, and if they're doing anything or not.
1: Yeah, and and I think that the 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 people who who care. How do I want to put this? Like we're the ones
2: to bitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, so, uh, point blank. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, that that too. But I, I was more going in the direction of like you're talking about like the sports bar scenario, like mm-hmm. the jukebox scenario. Okay, mm-hmm. like this type of technology replaces possibly DJ gigs in those environments. Right. But so what? You know what I mean? Like, is that what we're here for? Is that why we go to see a DJ? Absolutely not. Right. That's not why I go
0: see DJ. Right. Um, And the only so what that I would say, or the only answer I would have to that so what would be for the guy that that's how he makes his living. Yeah. Or for the bar that that is a, um, that's a selling point for yeah. their Thursday night college night, you know, DJ so and so is going to be here spinning all your top hits, you know, that sort of thing. If if this becomes more the standard where okay, all these other bars are are, you know, just getting away with a free app, you know, then you know, why am I paying? But this that's guy? obviously
1: their approach is not a they don't have a musical program. That, or they don't have not not program like an app like they don't have a, a musical agenda. They don't right, have right. Um, artists that they, you know that's not what they're trying to do there. Right. So it's going to replace the job of somebody who's been put there because they just needed music to happen. It seems
0: mm-hmm. right. I agree um, with
1: that. But I, I agree. I mean there there's there are clearly going to be some guys that are uh, guys and gals that are put out because of this kind of technology at least in those those types of gigs. Sure. So uh, I guess my question is with with Serato specifically as a company, is is it appropriate for them to be pushing this kind of technology when they've built their entire brand and they've had all their success based around hardworking DJs? You know, they've they've got their success because of DJs and now they've got this sort of DJ replacement, quote unquote, technology. Is that Is that a crap move from Serato, or is it just a natural progression of, of, or does it not even matter? You know, what do you guys think about Serato's role in this?
2: I don't think it's really, like you said, it's not aimed towards the DJ. It's aimed towards the person that's throwing a little house party and, you know, at, at your local college or wherever that doesn't want to have a DJ sitting there mixing and spinning music and, you know, doing the do they just want music to keep playing, no awkward silence, you know. I, I I get it, but I I don't disagree with that. I think it's a good thing. I really do. I think it's I think it's better than iTunes. Yeah. I think it's better than <laughs> uh, realistically. I mean, I don't know the in the ins and outs of, of iTunes and I'm not really the biggest tech guy in the world by any stretch of the imagination, but what it does, I would much rather have Pyro playing, mm-hmm. you know, with my eighth inch jack Instead of iTunes, that what you don't want. You want zero seconds in between your song. All right, cool. You know, but there's still that, yeah, cut next song.
1: It's 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 like iTunes with a bonus feature, right, right, right. Which is all it is, and and I guess there's something to be said for just the the fact that the technology, the even if it's not this particular app, you know, they're furthering the technology that will replace DJs is 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 the complaint. I'm not right, I'm not right. saying that
0: as a statement. Right, right. Um I think one of the, one of the one of the things about this is that this project was seemingly born from the Pitch and Time project. Hmm. So if we're watching one project beget another project, I think one of the things to watch out for is what what is the next step? So, Serato, to your point before, has built an entire foundation in you know successful business off of supporting and presenting all of this awesome software for DJs to use. However, comma now they're jumping over into the consumer the, market. The consumer market. What is the next step for the consumer product? Is right. it going to bleed back over into the DJ product?
2: I don't think this software was built for a DJ to DJ. Right. Yeah. If that definitely. makes sense. Yeah. You At know? least.
0: Uh, yeah. No. This I, is a,
2: a a a typical player for the consumer to put on their phone, iPad, <clears throat> computer, whatever. But it's not for them to quote unquote DJ.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna keep messing yeah.
2: with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, you I'll know. definitely keep playing with it. Especially because even though I don't own any Apple products, so get on it, Serato. <laughs> um but it it really is a a a, a beautiful app. It, it's simple, it's intuitive, and it and it and it does what it says it does.
1: And they're also I mean, there one thing we haven't really mentioned too much is the they have the uh the element of music discovery built in. So it with it, the Spotify it, with the Spotify integration right, right, right. to where it tries to suggest tracks and stuff. Now I don't know if it's any better or worse than Pandora or, or similar services which I've not had terribly great success with, but but I find that technology interesting mm-hmm. to where it's like okay, it's kind of that Amazon thing. Oh, people who like this also like this, right. you know, <laughs>
0: that kind of thing. Yeah, but some of that stuff gets a little weird. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder if Spotify gets a kickback or if they or or if Pyro gets a kickback. Rather I don't know. from I don't Spotify know what that since they're promoting is. Spotify Premium brand, I wonder if Pyro. Yeah, there's doing... got to be some kind of a <coughs>
0: yeah a monetization behind all of the partnership there. I mean, I'm sure Serato and um, Pioneer did. You know, there's 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 got to be some kind of a uh, a mutually uh, beneficial yeah situation going on. And there. I think
1: what it all it really boils down to is like. People, at least DJs, wouldn't really give a crap about this if it didn't have the Serato name on it.
0: Which is that's that's the I I guess that's kind of the the justification for all of the arms in the air right now. You know,
1: but you're a DJ company. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Right, right.
0: (laughs) You're saying there's no ulterior motive, but yeah. It kind of feels like there's an ulterior motive. Well, and at the same time, like, is
1: is Serato really like it? Is it in their benefit to put DJs out of business? If you think about it, <laughs> I don't think that's their aim.
0: No. <laughs> Are you asking if the the DJ industry is too big to fail?
1: Uh, well, it, sort of. I mean, it's I, I I guess Serato has too much at stake to want to put DJs out. Right, you know, um, but I do think that the the whole thing with the the dj culture, if you want to call it that, sure, uh, being too big to fail because it's um there are a lot of people like us in this room out there that enjoy this whole thing for what it is already, mm-hmm. and what it has been or what it's become, that you know there's there's plenty of us out there. I don't think that some piece of technology coming along that replaces the DJ is going to make us all go, "Oh well, I guess it's time to <laughs> I guess we're done here." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're right. we're all in this. We enjoy the the back and forth, we enjoy the camaraderie, we enjoy getting together and sharing this music with each other. We enjoy having some icon to look to and say, yeah, that was awesome what you just did there, person right. that I know or person that I look up to or whoever it is. Yep, I don't think that th- that just goes away when a new piece of tech comes out. Right,
0: right. Um, and just as an aside, I will be far more impressed with this kind of software when it can show me a set that rivals somebody like DJ Craze or sure. a track or Z trip or something you know something along those lines. <laughs> and and to that point, I mean
1: may, maybe it could, but I mean you could simulate that right now by recording a DJ Craze set and playing it on a CD in front of a crowd. Yep. And people will listen to it, but they're not going to give a crap in the same way as DJ Craze standing up there doing all that stuff. Exactly. You know, what I mean, yep. so
2: Depends how much you're jumping and pointing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Serato's got a division working on that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) iPad jumping up and
1: down. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you next time for episode 34. Take care. Later.
0: Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionate DJ or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. <laughs> cool
2: with that. What Why did you, you guys tell me? Why <laughs> <laughs> don't we know that guy too well? Don't we? <laughs> tell me you were recording now. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. That was awesome. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh.
2: Jinx, you owe me a coke. that is <laughs> nice.